The Revenue Roundtable Podcast, brought to you by Revco Solutions, your path to a better revenue cycle. Covering the hottest topics facing the industry each and every podcast. Here are your hosts, Kendall Agassi and Morgan Patrick. Welcome into Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable Podcast. Each and every month, we are going to talk about topics and issues important to the industry. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and co-host is Kendall Agassi, client engagement manager at Revco Solutions. We've got important stuff to talk about today, but Kendall, we've got a special guest. Yes, we do. We have Audra Funk on. I'm going to throw it to Audra to let her introduce herself, our audience, some background about her career, and how you made your way to Revco Solutions. Thanks, Kendall. Hello, everyone. So I currently oversee the compliance vertical at Revco Solutions. I handle regulatory and compliance matters, consumer complaints, litigation, as well as general business matters, including contract drafting negotiation with our customers and third-party vendors. Before uh, coming a part of Revco Solutions as their in-house general counsel, I had 15 years of experience in private law practice in the area of consumer collections with a focus on legal action recovery. So essentially for most of my career, I've been a creditor rights advocate, um, but for uh, a disclosure in my first year, I was actually representing debtors in in Chapter 7 and 13 Consumer Bankruptcy Proceeding. Thanks, Audra, for that background. Our topic today is super important to our our clients and others listening. So we're going to focus on the CFPB Regulation F ruling, primarily focusing around the e-commerce portion of that ruling. So if you could just please provide us with a general overview of of Regulation F e-commerce. So that is a fully loaded question. (laughs) And we're talking about Regulation F which essentially implements the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, which was enacted back in 1977. Um, So now years, over 40 years later, we have this essentially the biggest development in the accounts receivable industry, this rulemaking that began over a decade ago, or was made possible, I should say, by the enactment of the Dodd-Frank in 2010. You know, the Dodd-Frank Act, I think most of us are familiar, it overhauled financial regulation in the aftermath of the financial crisis and recession of the late 2000s. So since then, this culmination um, has occurred with the Regulation F, and it is quite substantial you have uh, two parts to it, which I like to call waves because they hit us kind of like waves. At the end of 2020, um, the first uh, was, was uh, published on October 30th of 2020, and the second on December 18th, 2020. The first contained provisions and guidance regarding communications via email, text, and social media. And it's important that we remind ourselves that none of those methods of communication existed when the FDCPA, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, was passed. So the rule establishes perimeters and limitations to those methods and provides a safe harbor for debt collectors who engage consumers um, with those communication methods. The second wave, focus more on consumer disclosures. And I would say that this would be the most substantive area of the rulemaking with what we call the model validation notice. 
Again, creating a safe harbor for debt collectors who use that notice or one that we'd like to call substantially similar. And that pretty much is, is not all inclusive, but I think that touches on uh, kind of the overbreath of, of what this the rulemaking has encompassed for us. You're listening to Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable podcast, and we are happy to have with us Audra Funk, General Counsel, Senior Director of Compliance for Revco Solutions. And again, the discussion will uh, continue. And I, I guess, Audra, the, the next question is, in your opinion, you know, what benefits did the CFPB or Consumer Financial Protection Bureau expect this to bring to consumers themselves? So I think we will consider the rulemaking to be consumer centric. Um, so in, in other words, we exist uh, to serve uh, the consumer and, and help them pay their debts off. Um, but they get to drive that experience. And so uh, there are call caps. Um, there are requirements around when we communicate electronically that the consumers can are, are going to be participating in. So uh, I think, uh, you know, they're offering that for the consumer at the same time for the debt collector. There are these safe harbors that will afford us a defense if we do uh, things in the manner in which is laid out in, in the rulemaking. Thanks, Audra. Um, this next question is, is twofold. What challenges has the requirements brought to collection agencies and or creditors? I, I would say that the challenge, and, and so we need to understand, is that it's not that the rule suddenly permits us to communicate electronically. We have been able to do that. We Most of the industry, however, has been very hesitant to do so without having finite rules um, for fear of, you know, of unwanted lawsuits and claims um, in that process. So the challenge for us now is to begin engaging um, in this hyper-technical world with our consumers and everyone communicating in the way we do today. And to mirror, right, what we hope at Revco Solutions is to mirror the way our predator customers communicate and be able to, to basically bridge that and um, communicate with consumers in that same fashion. So content control and consent tracking are probably the, the biggest challenges that we're facing as we embark on um, expanding uh, those communication methods. Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable podcast. Our guest today is Audra Funk, General Counsel, Senior Director of Compliance at Revco Solutions, and my co-host, Kendall Agassi, Client Engagement Manager at Revco Solutions. I'm Morgan Patrick, Consumer Advocate. We are going to take a short break and come back on the other side and continue this discussion and talk more about Regulation F. That's coming up next. And if you've got any questions yourself, you can get in touch with Revco Solutions on their consumer hotline, 855-202-0113. That's 855-202-0113. We're back right after this.
You're listening to Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable. If you have any questions about our discussion, please reach out to Revco Solutions. For more information, please call 855-202-0113 or visit the website, revcosolutions.com. Thanks for listening. The podcast continues right now. Welcome back to Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable Podcast. Today, we are talking about Regulation F. Our guest today, Audra Funk, General Counsel, Senior Director of Compliance at Revco Solutions, and of course, co-host Kendall Agassi, Client Engagement Manager at Revco Solutions, joining us on the podcast. I'm Morgan Patrick, Consumer Advocate. Uh, Kendall, I know we've got a lot to get to in this portion. Uh, Take it away. Thanks, Morgan. Um, Audra, I've been a part of these efforts personally, and I know and have seen how much work you've put into this project and overhaul of uh, Revco processes, but can you explain to our listeners what Revco has done to ready themselves for the regulation and specifically e-commerce? Yeah, absolutely. Um, What I want to impart, though, about the rulemaking um, is that it's not, it's not, traditionally how we view rules you know you you have to do it this way and and that's how you have to do it um the rules are interesting because they are sort of an an interlay of what i would call mandatory requirements and then there are a lot of optional aspects um, to the rulemaking um, that bring in incentives uh, for adherence to those optional aspects uh, because of that, once we digested the rulemaking in its entirety, the two different waves coming out, you know, in about a two month period of time, we immediately realized that the most significant part of the rule that we needed to gain compliance with was the mandatory aspects of the new model validation notice. Most of our listeners understand that as a debt collector, we have to send this initial validation notice to a consumer that advises them of their rights and gives them certain information regarding the debt. That notice was entirely revamped. The contents of the notice, uh, the requirements to provide more information to the consumer about the debt, uh, that pretty much took up most of last year for us um, with client outreach and ensuring that we had the right data elements um, and that notice you know, was was complete and ready to go on the effective date of November 30th. So now that we've gone past that, now we're looking at those optional aspects of the rulemaking that if you do something in a way that they prescribe, you're going to gain safe harbor protections and a defense um, from claims, you know, that you're violating uh, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And that's what we're looking at now with electronic communication. We did dip our toe in electronic communication last year by our enhancement of our payment portal, which is that that payment portal where a consumer can go on on themselves and and sign in and uh, create their payment arrangement. Within that, they are now able to opt into an email or a text in a limited manner uh, that communicates payment reminders, payment receipts, uh, things of that nature, all very limited uh, and and solely related to that payment uh, arrangement. 
now we're ready to go outside of the portal instance and really uh, drive uh, email and text communication uh, to that next level. So this year, that is what we're, we're looking to do and expand upon. And in that, uh, we will need to be working uh, with our customers. First and foremost, you know, we have to have those communications and discussions with our customers. You know, how do you want, uh, how are you communicating with your consumers today? Can we pass on the email and, and what can we do to further that so that it's more of a seamless transition from you to us when a debt is placed for collection. Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable podcast. We are focusing on Regulation F. Uh, and again, our guest is Audra Funk, General Counsel, Senior Director of Compliance at Revco Solutions. And uh, a lot of questions, and she's answering them all. Uh, if you've got any questions yourself, obviously you can get in touch with the Consumer Hotline, 855-202-0113. That's 855-202-0113. Next question for you. What next steps is Revco taking regarding Regulation F Ecom compliance? So our next step, and, and as you might imagine, using a vendor for the electronic communication is key and partnering with, with our vendor and expanding the product offerings and services into this, this new space is what we're, we're presently doing. Outreach to our customers uh, is, is beginning and we, we are open for questions and communications around uh, this topic. Well, essentially we, we want to begin to have those discussions because with email, there are three consent paths that we can follow. First is where we have made contact with a consumer and consent is formed from an email that they send us or they give us oral consent to email with them. That is one path for consent. But there's another path for consent that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has provided us with, which we find interesting and we think we could utilize. And that is from the creditor to us. And so here the creditor must have obtained the email from the consumer, used it to communicate. And importantly, before we are able to use the email to communicate with the consumer, the creditor must have sent a notice and the notice can be sent in writing or electronically to the consumer that contains certain disclosures. So all of this is set out by the CFPB's rule commentary, and we already have form notices prepared around the commentary that include the disclosures. So just to highlight a few of those, you would be informing your consumer that the debt has been or will be transferred to us, naming us specifically. And I, I want to stop there because I think it's really important. A lot of consumers hear from debt collectors that they don't know from Adam. And that doesn't provide for a lot of validation. And this letter could bring that recognition and validation to us and an expectation from the consumer. So it's really something that we want to, we want to um, you know, explore with our creditor customers. The other uh, parts of the notice is that the email address 
you have to identify the email address you intend to use and that it might be used by the debt collector to inform the consumer that if others have access, that it's possible they may see the emails. And then importantly, instructions for a reasonable and simple method to opt out of those communications. Now there's a 35 day period of time within which the consumer can opt out. After which, if there's no opt out, we as your service provider can then hit the ground running by communicating with the consumer through email. And, and that's where I, where I would say that that, that seamless transition can, can occur. And the consumer would then know and expect uh, what was next. The important thing with this is that we communicate opt-outs and we have a, a method that those revocations or opt-outs are communicated quickly in real time so that we can take the appropriate action. Audrey, you've spoken into two of the three consent pathways. Can you just touch on the last one for our audience? Yes, absolutely. So the third way in which we can gain consent for email is based upon a prior debt collections communication in the stream of collection. So if that prior debt collector is communicating based upon the first or the second pathways that I've already described, and they pass that email along to the next debt collector in the stream, and the consumer has not opted out, that is also another consent path that could, could be utilized. Audrey, we've spoken a lot today about emailing consumers, but what steps is Revco taking to be able to text consumers and, and what consent is needed to do that? Yeah, so for text, it's a bit more complicated. Uh, because the consent expires every 60 days if it's not refreshed. Whereas with email consent, it continues uh, indefinitely so long as the consumer doesn't withdraw their consent. So let me explain. Um, we had three consent pathways with email. With text, there are two consent pathways and then a refresher that I'll, I'll talk to you about. So the first is usage and I like to call it implied consent, where the consumer texts the debt collector. So that is considered consent. Uh, so long as it's not withdrawn, it's good for 60 days, and it can be refreshed by another text from the debt collector or confirming that the telephone number from which the consumer has last texted is still the consumer's telephone number. And how do we do that? According to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, we do that by scrubbing the number up against a complete and accurate database. Presently, um, the FCC uh, is the only entity that touts themselves as offering such database. That database became available 30 days prior to the rulemaking going into effect. The second uh, means of gaining consent for texting consumers is based on their express consent. So you have the consumer on the phone and they give you permission to text them. Again, that permission is only good for 60 days unless it is renewed uh, with a text or verbal consent, um, or it is refreshed by scrubbing the, that telephone number up against the database, again, to confirm 
that there isn't a new subscriber to that phone, that the same subscriber remains connected with that telephone number. Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable podcast, Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, Kendall Agassi, co-host and client engagement manager at Revco Solutions. Special guest is Andre Funk, general counsel, senior director of compliance. An interesting discussion on Regulation F. And I guess final question on the podcast today for you, Audra. You know, what can listeners do for more information? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you want more information, you know, you can reach out to your sales contact at Revco Solutions, and we will uh, provide that as well. You can certainly visit the Consumer Financial Protection website at www.consumerfinance.gov, and there is a ton of information around Regulation F that that the CFPB is providing. Another edition of Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable podcast in the books, Regulation F. And again, our guest, Audra Funk, General Counsel, Senior Director of Compliance at Revco Solutions, co-host Kendall Agassi, Client Engagement Manager at Revco Solutions. Big thank you. Always a lot of fun to do the podcast. I'm Morgan Patrick, Consumer Advocate, and we're back next month with more interesting topics and issues facing the industry. This information is in no way intended to constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship between Revco Solutions and anyone listening to this podcast. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific facts and circumstances of your case. Best efforts have been made to ensure this information is up to date. However, this is not a complete examination of the law and cannot replace the advice of your own legal counsel.